0: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together this beautiful morning. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we love you. And we praise you and we worship you. And, Lord, we know that your desire is for us to be excellent in representing you. So, Lord, somehow with humility and strength and boldness and meekness all jumbled up together, we are here seeking to represent you, to be ambassadors for you, Lord, truly disciples, truly people who Hear the heart of Messiah. So, Lord, I ask in the name of Yeshua that you would pour out your anointing upon us so that with the power of your Spirit, the words we speak would be your words, the actions would be the actions you desire within us, and that everything would bring you great glory this day and every day. And I pray for this program, Lord, that it would be all about you and what your desires are for us. We bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, last couple weeks we've talked about Shabbat, which is the Sabbath, and we used my Sabbath Haggadah to do that. That's a booklet which is available to you. You know, as I mentioned last week, it was said That as much as the Jews have kept the Shabbat, so has the Shabbat kept the Jewish people. Meaning that Shabbat has been a miracle of God to keep our people without a land, still a people after 2,000 years. Consider having a tradition that is based on God's word that will hold your family together and keep your children involved in him on a weekly basis. This is the blessing of Shabbat. So if you would like to buy our Shabbat booklet, please send us a gift of $5 or more. Or if you'd like to buy many, which is what I'm recommending for family, friends, co-workers, whoever comes to your house, please send us a gift equaling $3 or more for each Haggadah that you request. And this allows you to have a great Friday night Shabbat meal or a great Saturday evening, uh, end of Shabbat service, and and I believe it will touch the hearts of the people with you as you discuss the Lord at those times and the various things that are in the booklet. Look, if you're interested, call Karen at 813-831-5673, Monday through Friday, 10 to 5, or leave a message on her phone and she'll get back to you. You can also reach me at rabbi at Heart of Uh So, as I mentioned, but calling Karen is the best way to go. 813 831 5673. Also, we're really excited about this. Paul Wilbur is coming to Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. So, get your calendars out and mark which worship concert you are going to come to. You know Paul Wilbur, most of you, I'm sure, do. He goes all over the world leading people to the Lord through his worship. He is amazing. His songs are amazing. Um, We don't get to see him in person that often, so make sure you're coming to one of our services. Uh, That'd be Friday evening, August 11th in St. Pete. Um, Doors open at 6, and it begins at 7. Saturday morning, August the 12th in our Tampa congregation, doors open at 10, and Service begins at 11 and Saturday afternoon, August 12th, in South Bay Congregation, which is right near Riverview and Apollo Beach. Doors open at 3 p.m. and services begin at 4. So, again, you can again call Karen. She'll send you the information. If you didn't get it, uh, because I went over it quickly, 813 831 5673. Great time to invite people, invite your friends, your family, especially people who don't know the Lord. It is going to be great. Also, check out our website at shoresh.org. That's spelled S-H-O-R-E-S-H and then david.org. And so you'll get information there as well. So today, I'd like to change subjects a little and talk about something called a parashah, and this week's parashah. Now, the parashah is weekly scriptures from the Torah, which are the first five books of Moses or the first five books of the Bible that uh, are read in the synagogue each week. And so the parashah also includes what is called the Haftorah portion, which is a complimentary reading each week from the Nevi'im, which are the prophets. And so this week, we started a new book in our Parsha readings, which is Deuteronomy, and we are reading Deuteronomy 1 to 3. And we're also reading Isaiah 1, verses 1 through 27. So today... I thought we'd look at the book of Deuteronomy and also the message we should receive from the first three chapters. Uh, Deuteronomy comes from its Greek name in the Septuagint, meaning second law. And basically, it's a recap by Moses to the Israelites before going into the promised land. Um, it's like a history lesson with some interpretation, okay? Okay. In Hebrew, this book of the Bible is called Devarim, which means words. Devarim is also the same name as the first parasha, and comes from the first verse, which says, these are the last words that Moses spoke to all Israel as they looked across the Jordan River into the Promised Land. It had been 400 years, and they came to receive their inheritance from God. And so Moses was speaking to the people of Israel, and where it says the last words, the words became the name of the book, and also the parasha. So um, the book of Deuteronomy can be divided into three speeches of Moses. And then it's followed by like a song and, and, and what we'd call maybe a, pro, a prophetic blessing. The, first of all, this first speech, which we find in uh, chapter starting in chapter one, is a summary of almost the 40 years of wandering. It's led uh, personally, you know, God led this wandering. It wasn't just wandering. God led it. A cloud by day and fire by night, right and um it's it, this the speech is an encouragement to Israel to remain faithful to God and his laws. It speaks uh prophetically about blessings that will be Israel's for being faithful and curses that will come upon them if they turn away from the Lord and follow other directions, so those are Three different um, speeches. One gives the summary of the 40 years, or almost 40 years. Second, the encouragement of Israel to remain faithful to God and his laws. And third, speaks prophetically about the blessings and curses uh, based on whether we are faithful or not. And isn't that the same in our lives today? Yes, I believe it is. In Deuteronomy, we also find the most recited scripture, which is the basis for Judaism, believing in one God. It's Deuteronomy six four. It's in the Hebrew, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. The English is Here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Now, as a side note, I've said this before, but it's worth repeating, that the word for one in Hebrew that they use here is echad. And when it says one, it's a plural one, as opposed to yachid, which would be a singular one. And I believe this should give us a hint that God is one, yet there is a plural nature about him. So we do believe he is one, yet three in one, understanding against the uh, the plural nature, the deity of the Father, Yeshua, and God's Spirit will, you know, that'll be great for another teaching, and I'd love to do that sometime. So maybe sometime soon we'll look into the triune nature of God, how he can be three, yet one, all deity. Amen? Okay. Deuteronomy is also extremely important as it lays the foundation for the coming of Yeshua, the Messiah. In Deuteronomy 18, which is a little further along, uh, obviously, we read in verse 15, Adonai, your God, will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brothers. To him you must listen. This is just what you asked of Adonai your God in Horeb, on the day of the assembly when saying, I cannot continue to hear the voice of Adonai, my God, or see this great fire anymore, or I'll die. See, what they needed was like a high priest, somebody to intercede for them, to represent them before the awesomeness of God. And that's really what Yeshua is and was, right? So in verse 17, it says, Adonai said to me, they have done well in what have, they have spoken. I will raise up a prophet like you for them from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth and he will speak to them all that I command him. Now, whoever does not listen to my words that this prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. So I find it also another side, uh, or as we say, a rabbi trail, though I do have some little kids in my congregation who instead of calling me Rabbi Steve, they say Rabbit Steve. But at any rate, I find it interesting, though, that the reference for the announcement of the coming of Messiah is chapter 18, verse 18. And why do I say that? In Hebrew, 18 is represented by the word chai. Chai, which means life, is one of the most recognized symbols of Judaism, comprised of the letters of of chet and yud. Together, they form the word chai, a word which reflects the importance of life in Judaism. Many Jewish people, wear the high high symbol around their neck instead of even a star of David. So as Jews see this as life, God's prophetic word announcing the Messiah in Deuteronomy 18.18 is announcing the one who would bring us the ability to be born again and bring us everlasting life. And so... What we would call that in 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 Judaism is a double chai, <laughs> a double life. And so sometimes Jews even take this to the extent that if you um, have a birthday or a bar mitzvah or a wedding, they will give you uh, money in in uh, the way, in either like eighteen dollars or thirty six dollars or something in multiples of eighteen to show life. That's how much the understanding of this is integrated into the Jewish understanding. So don't you love that? I, I, I think that's cool. Anyway, today in this portion, we're going to look at the recap of the 12 spies. We find this in chapter 1 of Deuteronomy, verses 25 to 38. So first, let's read it, and then we'll look deeper into what we need to learn from it. Starting with verse 25, they took in their hands some of the fruit of the land and brought it down to us. They also brought back word to us and said, good is the land that Adonai, our God, is giving to us. Yet who you, I'm sorry, in verse 26, yet you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of Adonai, your God. In your tents, you grumbled and said, because Adonai hates us. He has brought us out from the land of Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites to destroy us. Where are we going? Our brothers have discouraged our hearts, saying the people are greater and taller than we are. The cities are great and fortified up to the heavens. Besides, we have even seen the children of Anakim there. Then I said to you, don't tremble or be afraid of them. Adonai, your God, who goes before you, he himself will fight for you, just as he did for you in Egypt before your own eyes, and in the wilderness where you saw how Adonai, your God, carried you as a man carries his son everywhere you went until you came to this place. Yet all this you did not trust in Adonai, your God the one who goes before you in the way to scout out a place for you to camp and to show you the way you should go in fire by night and in the cloud by day. Okay, so that ends right there with verse 33. And we we should start talking about this. Look, remember, this is Moses retelling the history of what happened and a, a couple concepts that are true today as they were then. The first uh, concept is that it is a requirement for us to trust God. Often we see two options, and fear causes us to choose the wrong option, which is what happened to the Israelites. Even though they said, you know, and I just read this, good is the land that Adonai, our God, is giving to us, they realized that the Lord God was giving them the land. But what happened? Negativity came in. And this is what happens to us so often. Key negative thoughts were grumbling. And and look, grumbling was the reason that they walked for 40 years. This was not a small thing to the Lord. Secondly, I believe paranoia set in. They actually believed that probably because of their sin, that God hated them. They said, God hates us. And number three, they were scared. They feared man because they said they're bigger and better and we're going to die. So let's look at these three concepts and see if we can debunk them. Grumbling. Now, grumbling is 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 really... A terrible sin. And I don't know that people really see it as a terrible sin. As much grumbling as we listen to and as much grumbling as we do, I would think that most people don't see it as a sin. What people see as a sin, oh, if I murder somebody, if I steal from somebody, that's a sin. But God says grumbling's a sin, and I think one of the ways He describes it is like this: in Proverbs twenty-seven, fifteen, which I think sounds pretty funny. Continual dripping on a day of steady rain and a contentious, contentious wife are alike. Hiding her is like hiding the wind or grasping oil with the right hand. And so basically, as much as you can hide the wind, that's how bad it is when people continuously drip, drip, drip this negativity or this contentious wife. And, and we see it also in 1 Corinthians 5, 6. Don't you know that a little chametz or a little yeast leavens? which is the sin, the whole batch of dough. So you might, not, you might have a good batch of dough, but you put in a little of the bad, and it spreads. It infects everything that's around it. How often are you around a negative report about a situation or about a person? How does it make you feel about the person or the situation? It is one thing to solve a problem. It's another thing to just hear the negative story. Unless the purpose is to fix a problem, you should stop negative talk so that you won't become infected. If somebody is saying something to you negative, say, excuse me, but I." unless we have a desire to fix something, I don't want to hear the story. Okay, Now, the next thing is paranoia, where they said God hates us. How often, when things go wrong, do we think that we did something that causes God to come down on us and think that God hates us? This leads to blaming God. It's important that we know who we are in God. We're his children. He will never leave us or forsake us. He'll always love us, and through repentance and trusting in him, we have atonement, so we are washed clean of sin. Paranoia is combated by trusting in the promises of God. John one twelve says, But whoever did receive him, those trusting in his name, to these he gave the right to become children of God. You have been given the right to be a child of God. Secondly, Ephesians 1.13 says, After you have heard the message of the truth, the good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in him, you were sealed. You hear me? Sealed with the promised Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his possession to His glorious praise, you know what? It's hard to believe, but I'm going to have to stop here because our time is running short. And I just want to remind you of the um, the ha- hargada that I have offered to you. It's five dollars for one, three dollars for more than one. Look, if you don't have money, don't worry. Just call Karen and we'll send you a Haggadah. We want you to get these in your hands. We believe that this is not only a tool for sharing for the unbeliever, but it gives a vision, of of, of a messianic vision of how to celebrate the first holy day that is mentioned in Leviticus 23, and that's Shabbat. And so this is something that will be a a a like glue for your family. If you do this every week, it will be amazing. So please call Karen at 813-831-5673 and let her know that you want one of these booklets or many more of the booklets for others because in order to do this right, everyone should be reading, everyone should have a booklet. Also, Remember that Paul Wilbur is coming the weekend of Friday and Saturday, August 11th and 12th. And and so look at our website or call Karen. She'll give you the information. But our St. Pete congregation is hosting him at 7 p.m. on Friday, August 11th. Our Tampa congregation is hosting him August the 12th at 11 a.m., And finally, our South Bay, which is near Riverview and Apollo Beach, will be hosting him on the 12th also at 4 p.m. Call Karen, 813-831-5673. Look, may the power of God's Word and His Spirit just saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, The God of Israel